Job Chapter 28 There is a place to mine silver, and a place for gold that they refine. Iron is taken from the ground, and copper is smelted from rocks. Man conquers the darkness, he probes to the limit in the gloom and darkness, searching for ore. He sinks a shaft far from where people reside, in forgotten places, far from where people walk. Some men descend and swing suspended. Food grows on top of the earth, but below there is an upheaval as if by fire. There in the stones is sapphire, and the dust contains gold. No bird of prey knows the path to it. The eye of a black kite has not seen it. No majestic beasts have trodden on it. The young lion has not prowled there. Man strikes the flinty rock with his hand. He overturns the mountains at their foundation. He cuts water channels in the rock. His eyes spot every precious thing. He dams up the sources of rivers and brings what was hidden to the light. But wisdom, where can it be found, and where is the source of understanding? No man recognizes its value, and it cannot be found in the land of the living. The deep waters say, It is not in me, and the sea says, It is not with me. It cannot be bought with pure gold, nor can silver be weighed out in exchange for it. It cannot be bought with gold of Ophir, nor with rare onyx and sapphire. Golden glass cannot be compared to it, nor can a vessel of fine gold be exchanged for it. Coral and crystal are not worthy of mention, for a bagful of wisdom is worth more than one full of pearls. The topaz of Cush cannot be compared to it. It cannot be purchased even with pure gold. But from where does wisdom come, and where is the source of understanding? It has been hidden from the eyes of every living thing, and concealed from the birds of the heavens. Destruction and death say, Our ears have heard only a report of it. God understands the way to find it. He alone knows where it resides. For he looks to the ends of the earth, and he sees everything under the heavens. When he set the force of the wind and measured out the waters, when he made a regulation for the rain and a path for the thunderous storm cloud, then he saw wisdom and explained it. He established and tested it. And he said to man, Look, the fear of Jehovah, that is wisdom, and to turn away from bad is understanding. Chapter 29 Job continued his discourse, saying, If only I were in the months gone by, in the days when God was watching over me when he caused his lamp to shine upon my head, when I walked through darkness by his light, 
when I was in my prime, when God's friendship was felt in my tent, when the Almighty was still with me, when my children were all around me, when my steps were a washing butter and the rocks poured out streams of oil for me, when I used to go out to the city gate and take my seat in the public square, the young men would see me and step aside, and even the old men would rise and remain standing. Princes refrained from speaking. They would put their hand over their mouth. The voices of the prominent men were silenced. Their tongue was stuck to the roof of their mouth. Whoever heard me would speak well of me, and those who saw me would testify for me. For I would rescue the poor who cried for help, along with the fatherless child and anyone who had no helper. The one about to perish would bless me, and I made the heart of the widow rejoice. I put on righteousness as my clothing, my justice was like a robe and a turban. I became eyes to the blind and feet to the lame. I was a father to the poor. I would investigate the legal case of those I did not know. I would break the jaws of the wrongdoer and tear the prey away from his teeth. I used to say, I will die in my own home, and my days will be as numerous as the grains of sand. My roots will spread out into the waters, and dew will stay all night on my branches. My glory is constantly renewed, and the bow in my hand will keep shooting. People would listen expectantly, waiting in silence for my advice. After I had spoken, they had nothing more to say. My words would fall gently on their ears. They waited for me as for the rain. They opened their mouth wide as for the spring rain. When I smiled at them, they could hardly believe it. The light of my face would reassure them. I gave them direction as their head, and I lived like a king among his troops, like one who comforts the mourners. Chapter 30 Now they laugh at me, men younger than I am, whose fathers I would have refused to put with the dogs that guarded my flock. Of what use was the power of their hands to me, their vigour has perished. They are worn out from want and hunger. They gnaw at the parched ground that was already ruined and desolated. They gather the salt herb from the bushes. Their food is the root of broom trees. They are driven out of the community. People shout at them as they would at a thief. They live on the slopes of ravines in holes in the ground and in the rocks. From the bushes they cry out and huddle together among the nettles. As sons of the senseless and the nameless ones, they have been driven out of the land. But now they mock me even in their songs. I have become an object of scorn to them. They detest me and keep their distance from me. They do not hesitate to spit in my face. 
Because God has disarmed me and humbled me, they throw off all restraint in my presence. On my right they rise up like a mob, they put me to flight and put up barriers of destruction in my path. They tear up my roadways and make my calamity worse without anyone to stop them. They come as if through a wide breach in the wall. They roll in amid the devastation. Terror overwhelms me. My dignity is driven away like the wind, and my salvation vanishes like a cloud. Now my life ebbs from me. Days of affliction take hold of me. Aching pierces my bones at night. The gnawing pain never stops. With great force my garment is disfigured, like the collar of my garment it chokes me. God has thrown me down into the mud. I am reduced to dust and ashes. I cry to you for help, but you do not answer me. I stand up, but you just look at me. You have cruelly turned against me. With the full might of your hand you assault me. You pick me up and carry me off with the wind. Then you toss me about in the storm. For I know that you will bring me down to death, to the house where everyone living will meet. But no one would strike at a broken man as he cries for help during his time of disaster. Have I not wept for those who have fallen on hard times? Have I not grieved for the poor? Although I hoped for good, bad came. I expected the light, but darkness came. The churning inside me did not stop. Days of affliction confronted me. I walk about gloomy. There is no sunlight. In the assembly I rise and cry for help. I have become a brother to jackals and a companion to the daughters of the ostrich. My skin has blackened and fallen off. My bones burn from the heat. My harp is used only for mourning and my flute for the sound of weeping. Chapter 31 I have made a covenant with my eyes, so how could I show improper attention to a virgin? What, then, would be my share from God above? What inheritance from the Almighty on high? Does not disaster await the wrongdoer, and calamity those doing what is harmful? Does he not see my ways and count all my steps? Have I ever walked in untruth? Has my foot hurried to deceive? Let God weigh me with accurate scales, then he will recognize my integrity. If my footsteps deviate from the way, or my heart has followed after my eyes, or my hands have been defiled, then let me sow seed and someone else eat, and let what I plant be uprooted. If my heart has been enticed by a woman, and I have lain in wait at my neighbor's door, then let my wife grind grain for another man, and let other men have sexual relations with her. 
for that would be shameful conduct, an error deserving punishment by the judges. It would be a fire that would devour and destroy, consuming even the roots of all my produce. If I denied justice to my male or female servants when they had a complaint against me, what can I do when God confronts me? What can I answer him when he calls for an accounting? Did not the one who made me in the womb also make them? Was it not the same one who formed us before our birth? If I refused to give the poor what they desired, or sadden the eyes of the widow, if I ate my portion of food alone without sharing it with the orphans, for from my youth the orphan grew up with me as though I were his father, and I have been a guide for the widow from childhood. If I saw any one perishing for lack of clothing, or a poor man with nothing to cover himself, if he did not bless me as he warmed himself with the wool of my sheep, if I shook my fist against the orphan when he needed my assistance in the city gate, then let my arm fall from my shoulder, and let my arm be broken at the elbow. For I dreaded disaster from God, and I could not stand before his dignity. If I put my confidence in gold, or said to find gold, You are my security, if I found my joy in my great wealth because of the many possessions I acquired, if I saw the sun shining or the moon moving in its splendor, and my heart was secretly enticed, and my mouth kissed my hand in worship of them, then that would be an error deserving punishment by the judges for I would have denied the true God above. Have I ever rejoiced over the destruction of my enemy, or gloated because evil befell him? I never allowed my mouth to sin by asking for his life in an oath. Have the men of my tent not said, Who can find anyone who has not been satisfied with his food? No stranger had to spend the night outside. I opened my doors to the traveller. Have I ever tried to cover over my transgressions, like other men, by hiding my error in the pocket of my garment? Have I been in fear of the reaction of the multitude? Or have I been terrified by the contempt of other families, making me silent and afraid to go outside? If only someone would listen to me! I would sign my name to what I have said. Let the Almighty answer me. If only my accuser had written out the charges in a document. I would carry it on my shoulder, and I would bind it around my head like a crown. I would give him an accounting for every step I took. I would approach him confidently like a prince. If my own ground would cry out against me, and its furrows would weep together, if I have eaten its fruitage without payment, or if I have caused its owners to despair, then let thorns sprout for me instead of wheat, and foul-smelling weeds instead of barley. The words of Job end here. Chapter 32 So these three men stopped trying to answer Job, 
because he was convinced of his own righteousness. But Elihu, the son of Berakel the Buzite, of the family of Ram, had become very angry. His anger blazed against Job for trying to prove himself right rather than God. He was also very angry with Job's three companions, because they could not find an answer, but had declared God wicked. Elihu had been waiting to respond to Job, because they were older than he was. When Elihu saw that the three men had nothing to say in answer, his anger flared up. So Elihu, the son of Berakel the Buzite, began to speak, saying, I am young, and you men are aged, so I respectfully held back, and I dared not tell you what I know. I thought, let age speak, and let a multitude of years declare wisdom. But it is the spirit in people, the breath of the Almighty, that gives them understanding. Age alone does not make one wise, nor is it only old men who understand what is right. So I say, listen to me, and I will also tell you what I know. Look, I have waited for your words. I kept listening to your reasoning as you searched for things to say. I paid close attention to you, but none of you could prove Job wrong or answer his arguments. So do not say, we have found wisdom. It is God who refutes him, not a man. He did not direct his words against me, so I will not reply to him with your arguments. They are dismayed. They have no more answers. They have nothing left to say. I have waited, but they do not continue speaking. They just stand there with no further answer. So I too will give an answer. I too will tell what I know. For I am full of words. The spirit within me compels me. My insides are like wine that has no vent, like new wineskins, ready to burst. Let me speak so that I can find relief. I will open my lips and give an answer. I will not show partiality to anyone, nor will I flatter any human for I do not know how to flatter. If I did, my Maker would quickly do away with me.